We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get some more questions here and some more bold predictions from you all. Uh, again, there's some really good stuff here today. I, this is always a fun, to me, one of those fun days for me. Matt Sakalowski says, my favorite type of player is the bulldozer type running back, so I'm pumped for Osric Estimate. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Matt, and say your, your favorite Notre Dame player of the recent history is Jerome Bettis. Am I, am I right on that one, if that's kind of what you like? Daniel Wade says, what are the, what's the chances of Cohn airing out 60-plus yards in the first play of the game? Slim to none. If you go count the number of times quarterbacks throw the ball over 60 yards in the air, it's in a season. I bet you you could count it with most quarterbacks on one hand for an entire season. I don't think you need to throw the ball 60 plus yards. I would say if you want to kind of have a more realistic one, Daniel, I would say, what are the chances that Cone airs it out 40 plus on the first play of the game or 30 plus? I think that'd be a little bit more realistic than. Didn't see. I mean, 60s like, you know, bootleg and just launching it as far as you can go. You don't see a lot of quarterbacks throw the ball more than 60 yards in the air. Uh, rarely, rarely happens. But I'd say over 40 plus, I could see that. Like if you're just, hey, we're going to drop back, throw a go route. It's going to be about 40 to 45, 50 yards in the air. I could see that. I mean, Notre Dame went deep first play of the 2000, was it 2017 season? They went deep. It wasn't four, it wasn't 50, but it was deep. They ran at play action hit Equinemius on a deep drag across the field. Uh, they've, they've done that before. I could see something like that. Ah, see, Michael said, he's good afternoon, IB Nation. I'm back home in Jacksonville, Florida. Can't wait until game day. I'm in section row, uh, section 14, row 30. So are you going to be, are you going to be, you talking about the Florida State game? Michael, I'm curious about that. Since you're in Jacksonville, I'm kind of thinking you're maybe talking about the Florida State game. That I, I'm going to be down there for that one. Sean Hunter says, we are going to surprise many this year. This team feels so different from the past. I'm ready to watch us win in the trenches. Yeah, I'm with you. John Dalton says, go Irish. I'm stoked about the season and what Notre Dame has done with recruiting. Absolutely love the show. Thank you guys for all the intel. You're welcome, John. And thank you for the kind words. And thank you for being here today. Mac Matt Sakalowski says, Andrew Goss, I agree. If our offense, if our offensive Offense limits their mistakes. We could easily beat Oklahoma. Our defense is way better than theirs. My guess is it would be still be a high-scoring game. I think if those two teams played, there'd be some scoring for sure. 
the loser would have at least 27, 28 points, in my opinion. Jacob Hayden says, do you see Notre Dame using Buckner in four big games to reserve or his red shirt or not caring so much about the red shirt and focus on quality snaps? I don't see them caring much about his red shirt. I think if Kyle Buck, if, if Tyler Buckner is the player that I think that, that he is, and if, if, if I'm correct in my read of what the Notre Dame coaching staff thinks of him, they do not view him as a five-year player. And I think, and, and also I think they view him as a guy that is going to battle for the starting job next year. And you don't want that guy to only have four games of experience. And if you're going to use him in big games, you're going to need some experience in some of those other games. So I see him playing. I definitely see him playing more than that. No question about it. Matthew Southgate with a bold prediction. Brian Kelly wins coach of the year, which then obviously would mean that Notre Dame is probably running the table at that point in time. Michael Kostrasitz. I'm, I, I know I got that wrong. Uh, hey, fellas, listening to the show. Thank you for the super chat, Michael, by the way. Very, very much. Very, very much appreciate that. And I'm sorry for butchering your name even when you gave us a super chat. Hey, fellas, listening to the show as I drive home from the project site. Love the bull predictions and fun. Matt, so I'm down there. Matt Spinola, pipe dream prediction. Notre Dame joins the Pac-12, Pac-10 South, ACC3 with a six-game commitment and championship. That would be very interesting. No question about it. Jacob Hayden said, if you've seen enough, rate the arm strength of current Notre Dame quarterbacks from best arm to least strongest. Uh, Brendan Clark, number one. Jack Cohn, number three. Tyler Buckner, or excuse me, Brendan Clark, number one. Jack Cohn, number two. Tyler Buck, number three. Drew Pine, number four. And it's not a huge difference between two and four, in my opinion. It's not huge. I think Jack Cohn, where Jack Cohn has a definitely a better arm than Drew Pine right now, is on the deep ball. But Brendan Clark's clearly, clearly the number one guy when it just comes to just pure arm, just pure arm strength. Okay, here we go. Jacob Hayden. One thing I love about Irish Breakdown is not only do we all share the love for Notre Dame, but like Brian, I'm a big Denver Bronco fan. P.S. We just named Teddy our starting quarterback. And like Vince, I'm a big Cub fan. Yeah, I saw that and I'm incredibly disappointed. I, I have now lost all faith in Vic Fangio as the starting as the as the head coach. You know, you know what Teddy Bridgewater is, and you're not gonna you're not gonna compete for a championship with him. You need to see what Drew Locke can do, and if he's not the guy, then you go find your quarterback next year. But Teddy Bridgewater ain't the guy. I am, you know, I'm sorry. He just, there's a reason he's played on like what eight teams, and and he's still in his twenties, right? Or I mean, how old's Teddy Bridgewater? He's not that old. And I just, I don't know. I just, I'm disappointed by it. I had, I was, I was hoping he's 28. Yeah, he's 28 years old. And he has played for, this is his fifth team. He's 28 years old. Came into the league in 2014. And he's on his eighth team or fifth team. It just makes no sense to me, but whatever. Lotus Scalper says, I took Notre Dame minus seven and a half. I think we route Florida State convincingly. Nice to see a positive comment from you. I appreciate that very much. Jonathan Hyokemis says, if this team is going to be as good as we all hope, how do you think they'll react to all of the attention in the age of NIL? I, I think they'll handle it fine. I think Notre Dame kids are usually pretty mature about that kind of stuff. They already have a lot of things they have to deal with that a lot of other schools don't when it comes to attention and and – combined with all the work they have to do. I, I think there's enough things to keep them focused at Notre Dame 
that will keep that from being a coming a, a, a too big of a distraction for the team as a whole. It doesn't mean there might not be some individual players who are impacted by it, but as a whole, I don't think it'll get there. Jay Clampin Investments just signed up for the boards. Jay Clampin Investments, I appreciate that very, very much. And Tommy Guns with the good advice. Now go sign up for the Yahoo Pick'em League, which is for Irish Breakdown uh, community only. If you have not signed up for the Pick'em League and you want to join it, basically – we take all the top 25 games plus the independent games to make sure that Notre Dame is in there. You pick winners and losers, and then you confidence points. So if you are co- the game you're most confident of, you give the highest points. And at the end of the week, it's not just winners and losers, but it's obviously how many points separates it. So uh, it's, I like it better that way. I hate spread. I don't like spread. I hate that you can pick the right team, but you know they win by 35, and the spread was 35 and a half, and you lose. I just, I'm not a big fan of that. So I made it not that way. And we've had a ton of people sign up. If you are not on the board, if you're if you're on the board, you'll you'll see the link to that on the front page of the message board. If you're not, shoot me a DM or an email, and I'll send you the information. But it is only for uh, Irish Breakdown members. It's not gonna. I'm not gonna put it on Facebook. I'm not gonna put it on Twitter. It's just for this community here and for the message boards, and that is it. That and it's free. This is meant to be fun. Now there's prizes involved. If you win the end of the year, if you finish in first place. You get a free year-long membership to Irish Breakdown. Plus, I'll give you a Irish Breakdown hat and an Irish Breakdown shirt. If you finish in second place, I'll give you a hat and a shirt, an Irish Breakdown hat and shirt. If you finish in third place, you can pick between whether you want a hat or a shirt. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Omar Austin says, if both of you picked one bold prediction that would be guaranteed to come true, what would you each pick? And what do you think Notre Dame records would would be? Now, we're not going to give the record yet because we're, we're going to do that on Saturday, Omar. But for me, when I look at the when I look at this, I think the one that I'm probably most confident in is the Michael Mayer touchdown one. It's probably the one, you know, he's gonna he's gonna break the Notre Dame single season touchdown record. That's probably the one I'm most confident in. I think Jack Cohn probably, you know, 35 and 30 is the one I'm second most confident in. I'm going to go points per game third, yards per game fourth, and the running backs getting over 2,500 all-purpose yards being fifth. That would be the order of my of confidence in those. Uh, for Vince, you know, just from – I don't know what his answer would be, so this is just my read into his answer – but I think his answer would be um, the Jack Cohn one. 
I think Vince Vince has become very convinced that Jack Cohn is going to be very good. The order that we went today was not the order of of. Um, I think it'd be the Jack Cohn or the forty catches one, or the two that I think he'd be the most probably confident in. Before we talked about some other things, but I think that's the one he would have would have been confident in. With your chest, watching live is so much more fun than when I'm limited to podcast format. I agree. It's more interactive that way, and I I think it's more fun that way. No question about it. Matt Sakalowski says, if Notre Dame wins at all, we got to pitch in for the Irish Breakdown van. <laughs> there we go. There you go. Michael Johnson said BC and Florida State, he definitely lost fumbles in those two games, but I think he had another fumble or two that he didn't lose. But yeah, he's going to have to hold on to the ball a little bit more. William Herman, prediction, SEC renames the entire conference to Greater Alabama Fan Club, so the SEC, so the fans of all other teams do not have to continue to embarrass themselves with SEC chants. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Mace AK, I'll pitch in, but only if Brian has a picture of me headbutting my secretary painted somewhere on the side of the van. Are you trying to get me thrown in jail, Mace? Come on, man. Can't have that. Can't have pictures of assault on the side of my van. <laughs> I'll have I'll, I'll tell you what, if she headbutts you, I'll put that on the side of my van. How how about that? How about that? Okay, here we go. Here's a good one. Christopher Sally has a good one. My bold prediction. Notre Dame has a 3,000-yard passer, a 1,500-yard rusher, and a 1,000-yard receiver. That would be an impressive feat. No question about it. No question about it. John Klimek read a cool fact. Ohio State starting quarterback C.J. Stroud was not born the last time Michigan beat Ohio State in Columbus. I'm actually going to look that up because I'm curious when the last time Michigan did beat Ohio State in uh, in Columbus. I know that in the last 15 years, Michigan has only won once. That was 2011 when uh, Jim Trestle was fired. The last time that Michigan won in Columbus was 2000. Bob Davey was still Notre Dame's head coach. The year 2000, number 19 Michigan beat number 12 Ohio State 38-26. to 26. That's not good. That's not good. Matt Romero, my bull prediction. Avery Davis throws a TD pass this season, and it's coming versus USC. Okay, so the first one I wasn't super bold. The second one, you got real specific with it. That's definitely bold. That's definitely bold. Christopher Sally getting in on the Michigan hate, I love, which I always am all, always for. My bold prediction, Rutgers beats Michigan in week four at Michigan, and Harbaugh is fired the next morning. That's that's kind of – that's harsh. That would, that would be understandable, though. Matt Romero, on top of that – this is a this is in response to his bold prediction about Avery Davis. On top of that, if you're the OC, do you want to show future teams some stuff that they'll have to prepare for, or do you keep the ace up your sleeve? That kind of ace up my sleeve, like Avery Davis throwing a touchdown pass. You know, if I'm being serious, I've talked about this a lot. I if, if I really and I think this play could go big, I'd probably save it. That because that's not part of your base offense, right? Now, if it's going to be part of your base offense and you're going to run read zones with the quarterback and all that, then I'd get some of that stuff going. But as far as him throwing a bomb, I, I would probably hold that. If I thought there was something we could really hit, I'd probably hold that for Wisconsin, to be honest with you, or Cincinnati, one of those two. Felix Fournier, bold prediction, two Irish offensive players on the true freshman All-American team. Okay, so I'm assuming you're going to go Blake Fisher. So then what, the next option would be either Rocco 
I would imagine Rocco, Buckner, Styles, Colsey, or one of the running backs would probably be the best, the best options. So that's interesting. That's interesting. I'd be curious who I'd be curious, Felix, if you have two in mind. If if you like you you're just saying two, but if you have two in mind, I'd be curious to hear who those are. No question. The fifth horseman says, I'll make a bet with IB. If Mayor hit if Mayor hit if Mayor doesn't hit double digits, I'll donate 500 to the show. If he does, I get one of those IB hats. I'm down with that. Yeah. So if Mayor does not hit double digit touchdowns, you got to donate $500 to the show. Okay? If he does get to 10, then you get a free note free Irish breakdown hat. I'll take that bet. So do me a favor, shoot me an email at brian at irishbreakdown.com or shoot me a, a DM on Twitter at uh, CoachD178, and we'll lock in the details. But, yeah, if you're serious about making that bet, I'll take that. I don't normally bet, but these are fun. You know, um, I bet somebody the other day if he finishes ahead of me in the Pick'em League, uh, if I finish ahead of him, he's going to donate to the show. If uh, if I if he picks ahead of me, I got to get his toddler a, a free Irish break future gap closers. I'll take that. Those are fun for me. Those are fun for me. Bold prediction with a question from my man, D-Rock. Chris Tyree will return two kickoffs for TDs in one game this year. Who was the last Irish player to do that? I, I think it's Rocket, right? The only time I, I only remember Rocket ever doing that. I don't remember. I don't remember Julius Jones doing that. I don't remember CJ Sanders doing that. I'm going to have to look that up. Are you, are, so do you know the answer, D-Rock, or are you just, are you legitimately asking? Like, is it a, you said a question, but is it a trick question? Or is it a question you already know the answer to? I'm actually going to look this up. Most kick returns for TDs in a game. The last, no, okay. Yeah, it was Rocket, a court, yeah, because it hasn't happened since 2018. So Rocket, it's crazy. Rocket did it twice. Did it against Rice in 1988, did it against Michigan in 89. So I believe that's the last time that, Guys had two kick returns in the same game. Very, very interesting. The last time two punt returns were were taken back in the game was 1996. Allen Rossum did two punt returns uh, for touchdowns in 1966. 1996, excuse me. All right, so there's some more questions down here. Oh, here's a good one. Bold prediction. O-line is a Joe Moore finalist. That would be really interesting, and that would mean – this team is going to be pretty good. If the offensive line is that good, DJ, and that's a bold prediction, I would say that would be bode very well, very well for this football team. Sammy Kranz is all off topic, but I'll I'll be going to watch the wide receiver from Union High School. That would be Tobias Merriweather. October 22nd, only an hour away from me, and I'm excited. Go Irish. Drive safe, and we expect to have some reports from that. Hopefully you're a member of our message board, uh, and you'll be able to see that. So, yeah, that would uh, – I'd love to hear how it, how it, how it goes. Eric 1863 is plus 8,000 is the current line for Cone to win the Heisman. When Lamar Jackson won, I do not believe he was even listed to start the season. That's a, that's a, I'm not sure about that one. I would imagine that Lamar wasn't listed on that because he didn't, he played as a freshman, but he didn't play like, like to the point where you would expect him to be a Heisman contender. I mean, I'm looking at his freshman numbers, 1,800 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 960 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns. That was a little better freshman production than I thought. He probably should have been on the Heisman list after that. And the next year he threw for 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, and over 1,500 rushing yards with 
21 rushing touchdowns. Andrew Goss says, when was the last time a transfer won the Heisman year one? I, I don't know if if I don't know if that's happened because we we haven't had a whole lot of year one transfers. For the most part, transfers have had to sit out a year to play. Uh, so I don't I don't know if we've had a lot of transfers like we do now. We've seen a lot of transfers win the Heisman, but they weren't first like Baker Mayfield wasn't a first year transfer. Kyler Murray wasn't a first year transfer. He they they all played multiple seasons before they won the Heisman. I'd have to look that up, but I don't I don't know if there's been one like year one, right? Like because most guys had to sit out. So unless you're saying year one of eligibility, then then there's been some of those, I'm sure. David David Jones says, "Come on, Tommy Guns, no Kham for the Thorpe Award." Problem is, David, this is about the Notre Dame offense. So Tommy was sticking to the theme of the show, which is bowl predictions for the Notre Dame offense. I like this one from Chris. We talked earlier as I'm looking for others. That really was, that kind of got me. That kind of like, that's a, that's a, that is definitely a bold prediction. Oh, Grim, this is bold. Kelly lets Reese take completely over. And that is a little bit bold. Mace AK asks, any word on Brayden Lindsay? Hopefully yesterday was just a day off to rest and heal up. Nothing more. We haven't got anything from them. I was, when I reached out to Notre Dame, they said, hey, you know, wait till BK tomorrow. He'll feel, you know, he'll talk about injuries. But I was just told that it was normal camp bumps and bruises. But with Brayden Lindsay, anytime you see that, you get a little bit nervous. But the other way to look at it is they're giving him this, you know, kind of a day off because of his injury history. That's That's kind of what I'm hoping is the case. Gary G with the $10 super chat. Gary, thank you very, 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 very much for that, Gary. I appreciate that uh, that super chat very, very, very much. All right, let's get to some more questions here. And we are getting down to some of these. Ooh, this is a good one. Craig Sebring, Notre Dame will score over 50 points four times this year. They haven't done that very often. That's a real good one. That's definitely bold. John Rich with a bold prediction. Notre Dame finishes outside the top four and kicks Oklahoma's schooner to the scrap heap in the New Year's Six Bowl game. I like that one. I can dig that one, John. I can definitely dig that one. Antoine Porsche Rideau. This year I want a 12 in a regular season winning the playoff. I remember the last one from 1988. Yeah, that'd be – I think we would all like to see that one. There's no doubt about it. Antoine is clear. He's fired up. He's ready to go. No question. Uh, Richard Robinson, this is a bold prediction. Here is a bold one. Irish beat Alabama in a rematch of last year's playoff game, then beat Oklahoma in the title game. That would be fascinating. No question that would be very fascinating. Patrick McGrain, if we played Georgia in a non-playoff bowl, 90% of their team would sit out and win wouldn't mean that much. I'd still, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I think it would mean something. Uh, just, you know, again, look at, Look at Oklahoma's win over Florida. They got a ton of credit for that, and Florida had a lot of guys sitting out. So I think for Notre Dame, it would still it would still mean a lot, no question. Grant Goodrich says, "Don't know if this is too bold, but Buckner will take over the backup QB role during the season, while also finding a role in the offense." It's somewhat bold. It's because we haven't seen freshman quarterbacks play a lot in Notre Dame, so I think there's some boldness to that. Uh, Mace K bold prediction that will not happen, but Brian kicks a field goal from 60 yards. I couldn't even do that on NCAA. Mm -mm. Couldn't, couldn't do it. Let's see here. If we got a few more of these, uh, 
Searcher Green 9, was Ray Zeller's Lee Becton not as great as I remember them as a kid? I never hear either of them talked about. Lee Becton gets talked a lot about in conversations that I have with people because he was so good in that eighty that 93 team. Ray Zeller's, I think, often gets overlooked a little bit, other than that one great run he had against Purdue. But I don't I think Lee Becton gets talked a lot about. I I think I think part of it is, is he just wasn't he he came right after Brooks and Bettis, which I think somewhat tamps that down. And they only really had that one great year. But yeah, I mean, I, I think they get talked about quite a bit. Mark Spinola, pipe dream prediction. Oh, we already talked about that one. Sorry about that, Mark. Alan English with a bold prediction. Okay. Avery Davis completes more passes than Tyler Buckner. I would be shocked if that happened. Shocked. Absolutely shocked. Chad Williams says, uh, what's your opinion on Quinn Carroll? Was excited about him when he signed. Really liked his film. Is he in the top eight? I don't believe he's in the top eight right now, Chad. Uh, my concern about Quinn is he was a big, strong kid. Good technique. My two issues are, number one, he doesn't play for an offensive line coach who has got a great reputation for really focusing on technique, which you know means he's not building around Quinn's strength. And I I'm curious if Quinn's ever gotten back to 100% from the the injury he had, but he has not, according to Notre Dame, he has not made the pro. And I mean, just from where he's in the depth chart, not that they've said anything, but from where he's in the depth chart, it doesn't sound like he's there. I mean, he's already gotten passed up by a freshman, and right now John Dirksen's ahead of him. Uh, Andrew Kristoffic seems to be ahead of him. Michael Carmody seems to be ahead of him. Whether agree or disagree with that, that's just where it seems to be. So unless he has a a quick bounce back. It doesn't look like he's going to tap into that potential, but I think part of that is I would have been more confident in him getting that potential if Harry Heastan was still the offensive line coach for obvious reasons. <laughs> no, Nolan Esparza, full prediction. A freshman wide receiver proves he has a 180 IQ and sees significant playing time for the first time in the history of Dell Alexander. That's really good. That's really good. I, I like that one. Chief Brody asks, if Notre Dame somehow loses to Florida State, does that totally blow up all season predictions, assuming Notre Dame loses because of mistakes and bad play? Yeah, I, I'd have to think so. I, just because I'd have a hard time seeing Notre Dame losing to them and then running the table. I think that would blow things up quite a bit, quite a bit. Chief Brody also says Georgia Tech, Kyron fumbled as well. Yes, he act, that was a fumble that Georgia Tech actually ran back for a touchdown. That's, and I'm glad you reminded me of that one. So, yes, you are correct on that. And that's what we were saying earlier. Like, his touchdowns were, like, poorly timed as well, not just – or his fumbles were poorly timed. My bold prediction, Notre Dame has a player be a Heisman finalist that isn't Jack Cohn or Kyle Williams. Ooh, that'd be interesting. So, who are you thinking here? Are you thinking Tyree? Are you thinking Michael Mayer? Are you thinking Kevin Austin, Brayden Lindsey? Or are you kind of going outside the box completely and thinking Kyle Hamilton? I'd be curious about that one. Chief Brody also has a bold prediction that Michigan is going to lose four home games this year. That would be interesting. Sue Fetty, bold prediction, Tommy Reese, OC of the year. I'll tell you what, if he gets to the numbers that I talked about, if he gets to the 40 points per game and the 475-plus yards per game, if, if Notre Dame's offense is there, he'll absolutely have a shot to be in that conversation. No question. Just because the numbers won't be like the level of like Oklahoma and you know Bama type of teams, but – it's it'll because it's so much better than it's been. I think is where the the respect and the credit will come from. 
Tommy Guns, piggyback, piggybacking off that comment, if Notre Dame wins at all, we need to get an IB bus so we can do the IB tailgates the big way. You guys, I'm going to need a lot more than than, than uh, the, uh, we're going to need a lot more people to sign up for the message board than what we have now. If you guys want me to get an IB bus, a lot more. Craig Sebring, Notre Dame blows out Wisconsin, Cincinnati, USC, and North Carolina makes the playoffs and beats Clemson in the playoff. That is his bold prediction. I like it. Patrick Nary says, uh, your opinion, how would you like Tommy Reese to alternate running backs, if at all? I definitely think you need to, to alternate the running backs. I, you know, To me, it's just a normal rotation. Kyron's my starter. I'm, I'm going to work Chris Tyree in as part of a rotation. He's going to get definitely get touches, and there's going to be, I've said, at least 10 to 15, around, around 10 to 15 snaps a game where those two guys are on the field together. So I definitely want to see them both playing. I want to definitely see both of their skill sets being used as part of the offense. Kyrie, Ty, Kyron is still the guy, but you, you, you've you got a guy that's one of the most explosive players in college football. He he has to be more than just a breather, you know, giving Kyron Williams a breather. He's got to be a focal point of the offense just like Chris Tyree or Kyron Williams is. They both have to play and be part of this, no question. Chief Brody, bold prediction, North Carolina loses five games a season. That's interesting. I'm curious as to why you think that. That's an interesting one. Chad Williams asked Vontez Duff in regards to the two players to get kick returns. I don't think Vontez had even – did he even have two in a season? Uh, let me see here. Yeah, I'm looking at the the, court, the the people that have had two in a season. C.J. Sanders had two in 2016. They were not in the same year. George Atkinson had two in 2011. Alan Rossum, two-time Rocket did it twice. Tim Brown, Nick Eddy, John Latner, and Paul Kastner. So Fontes did not have two in a season. He had yeah, one against Maryland, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Was it against Maryland? But he did not have more than more than one in a season. Okay, so Felix said two freshman All-Americans. So he's going Blake Fisher and then one of the receivers. Okay, that's now that I like that one. I like that one. All right. Somebody apparently thinks this is a dating service, so we're going to end that one here real quick. Okay, bold prediction. Five punt return TDs drinking heavily today. Yes, John, you, uh, you're you getting started early, my man, with the, the drinking today. If you think they're going to have five punt returns for touchdowns, that would certainly be that would certainly be a bold prediction. I don't even know if Notre Dame has had, unless you want to count blocked punts, that maybe I could see something like that. But uh, yeah, because technically those are considered those are considered punt returns, but I don't count them as such. Oh, Justin Knox says, okay, here's his bull prediction. If we're talking about awards on offense, then the Remington is in the bag. The Remington obviously is for the top center, so Justin thinks that uh, Jarrett Patterson is gonna is gonna win that one. And I was a little surprised that that wasn't one of the ones mentioned. If we're talking about bold predictions, no question. John, John, and Okema, super bold. Question, question mark, is this stupid prediction? When Notre Dame wins the championship this season, Brian Kelly will step down within 30 days and Freeman is named head coach. I don't think that's stupid. I think that's certainly possible. Uh, if you're Brian Kelly, there's nowhere to go but down after you won a title. I mean, he's been here 12 years. He's led Notre Dame to the pinnacle. If he goes and coaches to 2024 and doesn't win another one, then there's going to be people that create, oh, you know, you got that one lucky year and, Whatever. I mean, they'll make the excuses. So, like, walk away a champ. I mean, it's like the ultimate 
it's the ultimate mic drop moment for a football coach is to leave on a championship and you're going to get your statue built and have a gate in the stadium named after you and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I would, if I was him, if he was a little younger, sure. But at that age, absolutely. Tommy guns with the super chat. I appreciate that. Tommy, Tommy says, Brian, let it play out on the high B bus. <laughs> I'm saying, since I'm going to be the one buying it, I'm just telling you, we're a long way away for me buying the Irish Breakdown bus. No question about it. Uh, Chad Williams, bold predictions. This is kind of being negative here, but Chad says Notre Dame defense will have more TDs than Chris Tyree. Okay, we'll see. So I got to ask you, are you then saying that you're expecting Chris Tyree to have fewer touchdowns this year than he did last year? Because he had four last year. So that would be a kind of a strange prediction. Patty says he loves Lee Beck, and he was so smooth, and he was. John Kievers, we'll talk about this one tomorrow because we're going to do our defensive one uh, tomorrow. And then Chief Brody was thinking Kyle Hamilton as a Heisman finalist. Okay, it's an interesting one. Interesting. Shannon Hyduck says, bold prediction, an offensive lineman scores a touchdown on a fumble or defected, deflected pass. And that touchdown improves important in the final score of a game. That'd be interesting. Be even more bold if you just said an offensive lineman is going to score one on like a trick play or something. You know, like they're going to throw one to Blake Fisher or something like that. That'd be really interesting. Liam Gaming, also the defensive one. Bring that back tomorrow, Liam, because we'll definitely want to talk about that. We'll, we'll definitely want to talk about that. John Climax says, Brian, in regards to the bus, just let it play out, buddy. Hashtag LIPO. Let's see here. Uh, Patrick McGrain, my bold prediction, Jonathan Dora wins the Groza Award, which is for the nation's top kicker. It's an interesting one. Getting down to the bottom of these. Let's get a few more here. Tommy Guns, Clemson's reign over the ACC takes a one-year hiatus. Okay. I'm curious, Tommy, who do you think is going to beat them? That's that's be a good question. I'd like to know. Mark Spinola, Pipe Dream 2. Navy joins the Pac-12, Pac-10 South with Notre Dame. Don't see it happening, but it'd be pretty interesting. Uh, Michael Johnson asks, is Michael Young still at Cincinnati? Yes, he is in his last year at Cincinnati. He is a big part of their offense, actually. He was he was probably one of their better offensive players in the last half of the season last year. Him, Jerome Ford, really played well in the second half of the year. Alec Pierce was their probably their best receiver last year. But, yeah, Michael was a big part of what, what they do. And then Cesar is going to wrap things up. Again, I have been able to listen to you guys live. These are the benefits of working via telehealth, Zoom. Uh, keep the good work, guys. Appreciate that, Cesar, and we're glad to have you with us. That is going to be it for today's show. I appreciate everybody being a part of the show today. Uh, a lot of fun kind of going over our bold predictions. Uh, we have some people that have dropped in some defensive bold predictions. This was an offensive day, so please come back tomorrow. Same time, same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, and we will go over our defensive bowl predictions. And I'd love to hear some of the ones you guys had today. You know, we'll talk about them again tomorrow because we're going to have some fun with those too. So um, make sure that you're with us. Sign up for the message boards at irishbreakdown.com. Actually, if you go to boards.irishbreakdown.com, please uh, come uh, obviously check out our website, but sign up for the boards. We're having a lot of fun, a lot of good conversation. We can keep these conversations from the message board go or from the podcast going. Um, a lot, a lot of good stuff like that. So a, a lot of fun, a lot of things going on. I want you guys to be all, guys and gals, to all be part of all the different things we're doing. So uh, again, take advantage of the merch store, which you can find links below, the Built Bar discounts, which is for you. 
sign up for the message boards, check out our website, all that stuff. We want you to be an all-encompassing consumer of the Irish Breakdown product. So for Vince, I'm Brian. Y'all have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.